Hi, and welcome back to the Career Launch System brought to you by Air Reinhardt Bay Realtors. Today, I'm back with Badger Beal, broker owner of Air Reinhardt Bay. And today we decided we're going to talk about ADD. And we said the best way we can talk about ADD is just to go ADD on ADD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ADD on ADD. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I hear this every day. Badger and I get together. We start regrouping what's going on in our, our day. And he's always like, I'm going to go ADD on you. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to say that. I just know it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let's first yeah. talk about, I think the first place we should start is is kind of your evaluation or what you see your global perspective on ADD and real estate. Yeah. So I just think it's a big conversation as I just checked my phone before this podcast and I had a phone call from somebody in our company that is ADD. (laughs) So I think it's a a big issue in the industry and it's not like a, a problem. It's just that we have a high percentage of people, I believe, that are probably ADD, ADHD. It depends how you categorize it. A lot of psychologists now just blend it all together and right. there's different levels and it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. And and there's there's no perfect treatment for for everybody. It's a process that each individual goes through with with uh with, with help of a doctor if they, if they choose to. And so what brought this up for me was it was 20, I think it was 2019, maybe, before I realized I was ADD and got diagnosed. And I'm 60 years old right now. So <laughs> just this, is, this is uh, September 1st. We're recording this of, of 2022. And so I've known for... Before COVID, so maybe, I I can't remember. I think it might have been, it was probably 2019. But anyhow, I was, I I joked for years that I was borderline ADD. And I never really probably thought it was truly ADD. But, and so, but I, but I got through life, right? And I didn't understand the challenges I had with it. And I just didn't have the awareness. Why don't I go back to my discovery? How's that? Yeah, there you go. So I was in a coaching program or at the time it's called strategic coach in Toronto. And one of the tests they give, it's called a Colby A index. It's not a personality. It's not a, it's a profile test. It's not like an IQ test. It's a cognitive test. It measures how you take action. And my score on it was a three, three, nine, four. So three is research. I want to, on a scale from one to 10. So in research, I'm a three. I don't want to initiate. This is how you initiate action when you you have a challenge in front of you or a problem. So I'm a three in research. I'm not going to do a lot of research going into a a problem. I can do it. I'm capable of doing, but that's not my first inclination. I'm probably not going to do a whole lot of it. The next one is follow through. I'm a three in follow through. And that's probably the biggest challenge I have is following through on stuff. And I'm I'm a three there. So I'm a three in research, a three in follow through. And then I'm a nine in quick start. And a quick start is you just want to dig into a problem and you'll figure it out as you go. And no problem because I can go into those situations and resolve them and be creative and all this stuff. But I, that's how I operate. I just want to dig in and start at it and I'll sort it out as I go. There might be a lot of carnage along the way, but <laughs> I was, I'm not afraid of the carnage because I'll, I'll just sort it out and I'll keep going. And then the last one is an implementer and an implementer likes to see physical, tangible things take place, come together with their hands. Quality control people, construction managers, chefs, 
maybe artist, but I'm a four on that. So if if you're in the middle, it says you're accommodating in these, you can do them fine. Or uh, you, you you'll initiate fine in those areas. And if you're low, you get low or high. So if you're like a a three, two, or a one, you get a little bit more rigid in your belief structure or your operating style. And if you're a nine, a 10, or a one or a two, you get very rigid. Get, you just get very rigid. So I'm very rigid in quick start. I have to keep going and moving. I can't stop and slow down. I mean, I can, but I want to just initiate it, do it quick, get it done, or it's not going to happen. Right. And I'm not going to follow through on it unless it's totally structured. And so with a Colby test, if you're high in quick start, and it's not everybody, and I, I don't want to paint with too big of a brush here, but... There's a high correlation between higher quick starts and ADD, ADHD. And so they talked about that as strategic coach, and that just gave me the awareness. Oh, that explains a lot in my life. <laughs> and I was at the age of like, I don't know, 53 years old or something like that when I took that test. And that gave me that first thing, well, maybe kind of, sort of. And then one day, about two years later, three years later, whatever it was, I'm driving home from Toronto in my car and I had a podcast on by a psychologist, uh, Ned Hallowell, who's like probably one of the leading ADHD, ADD, ADHD people in the United States. And he's written multiple books. And he's a, he's a Harvard psychologist, Harvard trained psychologist or psychiatrist. I think he resides in Connecticut. And it was a podcast of him speaking at an entrepreneur's conference. And it, the title of the podcast was The Entrepreneurial Mind. And then the subtitle on it was something about ADD. And I'm going, oh, that's kind of fascinating. I'll listen to that. And it's about half an hour long. And we should put that, Kelly, on yeah, the, I'll notes put in the show there. notes. So then it was like, I listened to this and he was talking about ADD. And I'm going, oh, that's me. That's me. And then he talked about it as a trait, not a disability, and how there's genius in it. And it can be a superpower and how to lean into that superpower. And also, there's problems with it. And you, we need to learn to put guardrails up to survive that. And how, if you have it and you're older, you have put guardrails up in your life. So I had all these guardrails up. So as he's talking on this podcast, it's like all the stress just left my body. It's like, oh my gosh, that's explained so many things in my life. It's literally, I had so much tension in my neck and back that I would get massages a couple times a month, at least once a month, sometimes every week, because I was in knots with stress. Since that time, I have had, that was three or four, say three years ago, at least. I've had like two massages mm -hmm. just because I kind of felt like getting one. So all this, these physical symptoms started going away in my body. And I mean, I have more, I couldn't get, don't want to get into it, but there were two things. And one was the awareness of ADD. And just then I knew it. I mean, I knew it right then and there. So when I got back, I had a dear friend that was a teacher out at Midland Dow. And, and she's like, totally full out ADD, really super high, but super awesome individual and teacher. And so I called her up and I said, we have to have a glass of wine. I want to talk to you about ADD. And so we had a glass of wine. We're at this restaurant and 
She goes, Badger, I could have told you have ADD. Should have just asked me. <laughs> so it's like everybody around me knew it, but I didn't know it. My right. wife, I feel sorry for my wife. <laughs> and so that was kind of my ADD journey. She said, You got a pinky swear that you'll get tested by, you know, Dr. Zimistrad in, in Midland. And I go, Scott. And I go, oh, I know Scott real well. And, and so, anyhow, so I pinky swore. And about two months later, I finally had the courage to go get tested. And that's kind of my journey. And so he said on a scale from one to 10, I'm a three or a four borderline that medication would be appropriate or not. And so that I just wanted to validate what I already knew. And he did. And I was happy. I was about a three or four, not a six or eight or 10. (laughs) But that's kind of my journey. And then when I could see it myself, I could better see it in other people. Then I'm looking down the roster in our company and I'm going, oh my gosh. 25 to 30% of our company is probably ADD. And some of them know it. And so some of us have had conversations. I've had conversations with lots of people in both our Midland office where we have hover around 40 agents and then the Bay City office where right now I think we're at 19 agents yeah. or so. And it's amazing the high percentage of people in our industry, I think, that have it. Mm-hmm. And I think in life, there's a lot of people out there that just haven't, don't know it. Right. And then there's there's lots of stuff around that. But that is, it's part of the nonlinear linear marketplace or nonlinear aspect of real estate that managing our psychology and how our brains and hearts make us function that we have to be have an awareness of that and then we can better manage our lives and our business. And it's managing the genius that we have too and then building and crafting our business into our areas of genius and staying away from the stuff that we're really not that good at. Right. And some of that stuff you just have to do, but you don't have to spend a lot of time in it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So was that helpful, Kelly, or was that too much information? No, I think that's great. And I think that you're right. I think that there are probably more people out there who qualify, but I think there's still a little bit of stigma assigned to it. So people don't necessarily always want to admit it. They feel like it's a negative and really uh, it's just who you are. And then, like you said, if you understand who you are, now you can set up parameters like you and I have. We, I know that we're going to go into a meeting and we're going to be all over the place. And I know how to organize myself in your chaos. Like I know how to pull your chaos and put it back in a more organized fashion for myself to be able to move forward. And If you can't acknowledge that in yourself, you can't tell me, which means I can't go function the way I need to, or you surround yourself with people like me. We had this conversation we talked about in our last podcast, Unique Ability. We just went through a Unique Ability workshop and we said, you know, we have strategic players in our company and they're there for a reason because sometimes, you know, I'll act like a buffer guard between you and maybe another agent or another teammate in our our support staff. And that helps. And we know that because we know how you operate. We know how this person operates and we know we need that buffer. And if you don't have this awareness, chaos ensues. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not that like, hey, I'm this Tasmanian devil, but candidly- Not most of the time. Yeah. But candidly, (laughs) there were times in the past or absolutely was and didn't even know it. And now it's like, whoa, I was a jerk or- how did this person ever put up with me? <laughs> or, but now it's like, okay, I know how I operate and what my kind of zones of genius might be. And I got to stay in my lane. And then it gives teammates around me 
ways to help me. And it's not like, hey, I'm totally dependent on his teammates, but man, life's a lot easier when I'm letting other people do some really cool stuff that they're really good at mm -hmm. that I'm not very good at. And they love doing that thing. Hence the unique ability concept right. from strategic coach that we talk about. And yeah, life's easier. And plus I'm calmer, I'm happier. Just that awareness was huge. Huge, yeah. huge. Well, and I think it changes because I remember I worked for Badger back in the Tasmanian Devil days. <laughs> and I remember like... I was never mean. No, never mean. I was just intense. Very intense. And and you would have an idea and you'd be like, this is what I think we should do. And, and it was like, everything was just out there. And then you leave and I'm like, kind of understand, but I'm not fully clear on it. So then I circle back and I'm like... Hey, you know, is this what you were thinking? You're like, no, like, why did no one understand? I mean, I've heard you say this a lot of times. Like, why is nobody understanding me? Like, why does nobody understand what I'm trying, the idea I'm trying to get out there? And you now understanding yourself can say, do you have any questions? Is right. there something I need to explain better? And, right. and I feel comfortable saying, wait a minute, Badger, I don't get this. And I feel more comfortable saying that now than I ever did 10 years ago working for you because there was just all this intensity around it. And now yeah. it's a little bit more free. So it definitely frees up your ability to collaborate and work as a team. Yeah. And also then I was able to find tools to better communicate. Right. So... A little background on me is like, so mathematically, I'm pretty strong, right? When in college, I placed in the calculus, you know, I went to Albion, placed in, they have placement tests when you went in there back then. I don't know if they do that now, but placed in the calculus, and then I was placed into remedial English. So math-wise and all that, hey, I'm good, I get it, and I, you know, I can talk and I can communicate, but English was always, writing was always a challenge for me. And why did I go here? What was my point with ADD? <laughs> I don't know. It's ADD. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I had a point with that, but I went ADD. <laughs> but anyhow, but I, I so I'm not a, a necessarily a clear communicator. And so a strategic coach has communication tools. And it was like, oh, I've got these tools. Maybe I should use them. Yeah. And so when I'm like Kelly and I now, when I'm serious and for like a project, as an example, if it's a project, there's an impact filter. I need to use an impact filter, sort my, sort my ideas out on that. First mm -hmm. of all, I do a Keith Cunningham thinking time sheet, think on it and write for 45 minutes. And then I just write freestyle because a lot of ideas come out. Then I take those ideas, I put them into a impact, an, an impact filter, which has what am I thinking about? You know, what's the purpose of this? What, what's the ideal outcome? And it, it's just a one pager with boxes and it really gets because my brain's in so many spots that it gets what's in my brain out in a more concise, clear manner that I can talk about then, that and then hand that off to Kelly as an example. Or even any of my business partners, if it's right. something really important for me, I will do that. And then there's a follow-up. There's two other forms from there. They, one called a strategy circle, and then where you actually lay out a strategy for this project. And then the other the one, other one's called a four-by-four. Four. And the four-by-four four is super power, powerful for me because it's the it has four squares in it, but the bottom two squares are the, the most critical. And one is how to be a hero to me on this project. And then the other one is what pisses me off. <laughs> right. And that's like the forgotten aspect of delegation. Exactly. And communication, because it's like, hey, Kelly and I had this great talk. She's good. She's going to rock and roll this project. And then she goes and does it. And she did something that really, I didn't want you to do that. Well, I didn't tell her what would piss me off about it. And it, it doesn't say that. It's like, I can't remember the language of I think it's format. frustration or something. Yeah. I think it's kind of where it leans. But, but basically, yeah. I, I like the word because it's 
gets to the point that pisses me <laughs> off. And you can, there's like three or four, right? You know, however, you just fill it out. It's, it, it's not a big deal. It's very, very simple, but it forces me to get what's in my brain out in a concise manner and clearly communicate because I will go off on tangents and I have a million ideas. I have an idea about every minute and it's <laughs> a blessing and it's a curse. So it's fil filtering those ideas and communicating the ones that maybe have a hope. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking a lot, Kelly, but you know, you're I'm, the ADD one. <laughs> I can only, I yeah. mean, I can offer my experience as far as having to work with you, you know, yeah. And, and, well, yeah. what's that like? And so, and, so, and not just me though, with other people, perhaps with ADD yeah. can manifest other ways, but this is what the other side of the communication looks like or the work atmosphere, I guess. Yeah. And this is a big one for me because this one actually drives home a little bit more for me as well, because the more I've learned about ADD and the more I've worked with you, the more I see that like in my interactions with my father and, you know, my father, my parents run a business and him and I chat a lot of times just about business and how things are going. And he's very much the same way. He can just get off on a tangent and it's like, nope, you got to come back. And so a lot of the tools that you have introduced me to here, I've been taking home to him and it's helped him get clear. It's helped him and I get clearer in communication. And then I think it, it, they just blend together. I, I get a little bit clearer at work communicating with you because it's like I'm kind of doing it everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, So it's a little bit more of a safe space for me to be in. And I think the more aware you are, like I said before, the more aware you are of what's going on, it makes it easier for us to communicate. And, right. and when you think about that from a term of a real estate agent, it's not just your teammates, your assistant, your their clients. You need to be able to communicate to your clients. You can't always choose who your clients are and, and their style of being. And so if you have a client who might be a little more rigid thinking, like you have to find a way to get that information to them. So it's yeah. just, it's it's powerful when you know it, understand it, and then can find the tools to use. Yeah. And then the other piece of that too is possibly working on yourself to right. be calmer. So... The next level of this, which is total nonlinear marketplace, is what's the cause of ADD or ADHD? And there's some different schools of thought on this. Some it's hereditary, some it's, some it's childhood trauma, and, and both are probably right. But I go into the, the side of, of trauma. And when I was a kid, I wasn't like these horror stories of like sexual abuse or anything like that. But I had an intense, big, loud family and I was the fifth <laughs> of six. And my little brother was six years younger than me. And our experiences were a lot different than our older siblings. And it was just intense. And then just, you know, we all have stuff in our past and we, we all have, you know, families and loved ones and everything. But I had an issue. I didn't realize, but my intensity I was in a meeting. First of all, I was in a meeting with my partners in Midland and I was wound up. I had started medication for ADD because I did not at first. I said, I want to give this a try and see how it goes. And so I got in this one meeting and we're just sitting in a conference room talking about, I don't even recall what, and I am getting wound up. And it's like, what is, and I'm thinking, it's like, I just, I didn't feel good. And finally, uh, Linda, my partner, she goes, Badger, are you okay? And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, and it gave me pause. And then John goes, yeah, are you feeling okay? Or, you know, something to that effect. And I go, whoa, yeah, I just need a break here. And I, I could feel 
when they said that, that I was intense and that my blood pressure was, my, I was like boiling, you know, and I didn't even know why. So we took a break, got some water, whatever, just took a break. And I know enough to know that when you're under pressure, what's inside comes out. Mm-hmm. So what came out of me was this deep intensity. And I had a friend tell me, a dear friend, tell me like 25 years ago, and this is like a childhood buddy of mine that, you know, we've known each other forever, is Badger, you're an intense dude. <laughs> I go, I am not. <laughs> this is like 20, 25 years ago. And I, that always stuck with me. And I go, man, that's intensity. And then I was intense in the conference room that day. And so I started doing work around intensity. And the intensity wasn't intensity, but underneath that intensity was anger. And it really underneath that anger was rage. And once I came to grips with that, and these are called like shadow issues, you've got them, but you don't even know you have them because they hide in the shadows. And I've spent so much energy suppressing them. When I did that, again, another level of physical symptoms going away, blood pressure dropped 10 points just, just from this awareness. Okay. So I was always at the medium higher end of normal. So like 125, 128, over 82 or 85, stuff like that. And I went down to like one, I was like 110 over 68. And, but I was really now, I hover like 115 over like 75 or something like that. So I'm always in that teens, not always, but most always in mm-hmm. the teens. And whenever I go to a doctor, dentist, I go to a dermatologist every six months. I want my blood pressure checked because I want to see where I'm at. Right. And when you come to grips with that, I just calmed down the intensity. I don't want to say totally left because it's still a part of me, but now it's not running my life. Right. And so what we see, you and I talk about this, I can see it in the company and other agents that they just have issues they have to deal with in their own way, in their own safe spot. Mm -hmm. And at least here, we want to have those conversations because it's it's at least 25%, I would say, of realtors in general. And probably more. Yeah, I used I to think it's 25% in our company in Midland because I went down the roster and I think it's probably 35, 40. I would know, agree. Or tidbits, maybe. And doctor said, like I said before, I'm a, I was a three or four on a scale of one to 10. And, they man, and it manifests different ways. I, I know some people are like, whoa. But you have to be vulnerable or open enough at some level to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And just get clarity around the issue for yourself. And I needed clarity. That's why I went and got tested because I just wanted to know, you know, and then I could, if I needed medication, I didn't know it because I know lots of people that were on Adderall or whatever, and it really life-changing for them, right. just life-changing and, and kids on Ritalin or whatever. And, you know, I've been this way my whole life and I would go through school and I was exhausted. I mean, no wonder I was tired. And then I would, I'll now I'll sit in meetings all day long and we will, we'll get out at three o'clock for our business meetings for the companies. And I am cooked. I can pay attention and I can participate, but I get out at three o'clock. I just want to go take a nap or I want to go have a glass of wine or something. But John and Linda will leave the meetings and they're like back working, making phone calls and everything. I'm going, how did they do it? Because it takes so much mental energy for me to focus. And I can do it. I'm totally capable and I can hyper-focus if I'm really passionate about it, but it, I just have to manage my energy and have that awareness. And, and when that happened too, I, I just became a better 
person with that awareness. So I'm almost on a little bit of a mission to share this with realtors because it's huge, Mm -hmm. not just with yourself, but with your workmates, your colleagues, and it's coming out to your clients, whether you know it or not. I can't even imagine what came out to my clients over the last 30 years. It horrifies me. (laughs) 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 And I did well and people love me and all this stuff. And it's like, whoa, wish I would have known when I was young. Yeah. So anecdote real quick. So we have these little mini workshops where I'm talking with um, newer agents that are building their businesses and talking about mindsets around building your business and how and things like that. And I made the comment, well, excuse me, guys, I'll, I'll go ADD on it. You guys know I'm ADD, right? I just made that comment to them. And one of the ladies had just joined us from another company. She'd been in the business just a short time. And she goes, oh, I'm ADD too. And I'm going, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> right. So now where it's in the open, she's out of the closet with it with us. She doesn't have to hide it. And it's cool. Let's figure out your genius. Right. How can we do that? She's, I think she's super put together. So I, I don't think she has challenges that I have. <laughs> but anyhow, but now we can have that conversation in a safe environment and just talk. And then and other agents too. And I'm having one actually next week with an agent in Midland about this. And so then they can approach it in their own way as they see fit. Right. But it, it, it's an issue in our industry. It's probably in all over the place. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. What, what did I did I scorch that topic? Yeah, I think we did good. So show notes, man. The text of what I want everybody to see would be the Ned Hallowell yep. talk that I heard. And then another guy that I'm a, a little bit of an aficionado, and I follow him a lot, is Dr. Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. And he is this amazing guy. I think he's from Vancouver. And he's just a family physician that went deep on addiction and all the research around that and helping uh, drug addicts in Vancouver. And then relationships between addiction and ADD, childhood trauma. And the guy, to my mind, he's pretty amazing. And he spent a lot of time in the entrepreneur environment. And then another gentleman that's really brought a lot of these people to the forefront is Joe Polish and his Genius Network. And so we'll link some of that stuff in the show notes. And, Definitely. And yeah, and then the people like leading strategic coach, Dan Sullivan's like, he's pretty high ADD. Joe Polish is ADD. Gabber Monty's ADD. Ned Hallowell's ADD. Ned Hallowell's ADD and dyslexic. And one of the things that I, I can be there is, uh, you know, you can have addictive traits with ADD. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing to keep an eye on. So it's a big topic. I th- like to bring it out of the closet for realtors and have an open conversation about it. And in our company, we don't like harp on it, but hey, it's talk to Badger. Yeah, <laughs> or, exactly. Or I got some other people I can name. Here, let but, me give um, you our expert. <laughs> yeah. And it's been opened up a whole new world for me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And it's a great it's a it, it's a great company culture here that we can sit and have these open conversations because it makes all of us stronger. The more open we are with one another, the better we understand each other, the better we communicate, the farther we go. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. And that's and we talk about it, Kelly. I know where you're going with this. It's getting more and more and more revealing of the importance of safe conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a safe space. 
but it's just a safe environment where you can have a heart-to-heart conversation about the business, about challenges, uh, maybe personal issues where you can close the door in your private office and have a conversation with a colleague you know, like, and trust in Maybe just vent and be right. and be heard. I know a lot of times for me, I just want to be heard. I don't need to implement my idea. I don't need to get my way. I I don't need to win. I don't need resolution even. Sometimes I just want to be heard and then I feel better. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. we got a bunch of psychologists walking around <laughs> and i think everyone's like that i think everybody on some level is is like that and i think it's one of the greatest things about the company that we've built and are continuing to build and the people that we're trying to attract we use the word vulnerability a lot in our like recruiting and marketing and i think some people can be very scared or timid of that word but this is what we're talking about being able to just to sit down and have this candid conversation and we need this right yeah yeah and i believe we do and i think it's a great separator between us and a lot of other companies because everybody has technology it's technology is the easy part right you know it's the nonlinear marketplace. And part of that for me is ADD. That's just one thing, right? And it, it could be who knows what. We've got people with health issues and family issues and heck, you know, we're, everybody's, we're human beings. Right. But the safe conversations and a safe place to have your business and have some private space is I think our job's really to provide safe environments to really foster a magnificent life and a career. That's what we're about. So probably a good place to stop right there. Right, exactly. So if you're looking for a safe space to produce your magnificent life, <laughs> check well, us out. Well, hey, <laughs> nice job, Kelly. My nice little segue. Check us out online, airhousebay.com. Go to the careers tab. There's more information there. You'll see links to our other podcasts our great video series that we just put out this last year. There's also contact information for Badger, Jim, and Melissa. If you want to have a conversation, feel free to reach out. They're more than happy. All of our conversations are confidential. So again, we have that safe space for you to come talk to us. And until next time. Thanks, Kel. We're good. We went ADD on ADD. (laughs) Yeah. We had had no show notes. We had no show notes, yes. We have nothing on our dry erase board. And we said, it's ADD. Let's have no plan. We did this with nothing on a dry erase board. That's pretty pretty magnificent for Badger. Well, well, we started to make a plan, but I got distracted. (laughs) Exactly. Thanks a lot, everybody. All right. See you next time.